Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Your Today, once again, we declare that if it had not been the Lord on our side, let Israel say, if it had not been the Lord on our side, where would we have been? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Beloved, and it will surprise you what the Lord, our God, has done. Precious Lord, we thank you this morning. We come before you once again to receive your word of life. Lord, let the word impact our lives so we can also be a blessing to the world. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As the new year takes off, there is no time to waste. The kingdom of God must be built. Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're beginning this year with a call to sow, a call to be fruitful, a call to increase, a call to impact and impact. A child of God cannot afford to be complacent, to waste his life or a life. Every moment is an opportunity for us to showcase the love of Christ, the faithfulness of our God. This we cannot do as long as we are not prepared to take on the servant garment, to step out and to sow into the lives of others. This morning I want to share on sowing in righteousness. Sowing in righteousness. In Hosea, or O.C., I hear some people call it O.C., but Hosea, H-O-S-E-A, in chapter 10, verse 12, the prophet said, Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Other version says, Sow to yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Other version says, And reap mercy. Whichever way you look at it, there is something that you must do. And then you get the returns. And here, the, the thing that needs to be done is sowing righteousness. Sowing righteousness. It means doing right towards all manner of men. And if we are to do right towards all manner of men, where is the starting point? Beloved, I want to suggest to you, the starting point is yourself. You must sow into yourself. You must step up your game, your commitment, your love for Christ. What are your ideals? Your integrity. You cannot say to people that they should listen to what you're saying. Or if you're a preacher, you can listen to my preaching. Forget about my life. Then you are living a lie. If your life is not aligned to what you're preaching, you are living a lie. And there must be a break. And you must consciously determine that as you step out into this new year. Because the Lord is coming. And he's coming very soon. And like in the days of the Apostle Paul. A lot of us have gone to sleep. Oh, where is the promise of his coming? 
So we have gone to sleep. We have gone to sleep in the area of our commitment, in the area of our sowing. If God should, at this point in time, examine our lives as individuals, what are some of the things that we have to show? To begin with, you must sow into yourself. You must increase your faith level. And that means your determination as you begin this new year to read the word more, to pray more, to be in fellowship with the saints, find out what pleases the Lord, and do them. And do them. Because when you take such a route, you position yourself for God or for God's mercy to be upon your life. It says that we should sow righteousness and we reap mercy. You can't please God and wallow in failure and frustration. It says he honors those who honor him. So friend, this is the season and this is the time for us to do some introspection. Paul says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. It is one thing saying I'm a Christian. It is another thing being a Christian. It is another thing altogether being a Christian. So beloved, let us sow righteousness so that we can harvest mercy. Let us spend time on ourselves in the area of our spiritual life, in the area of our emotional life, in the area of, if you are a student, academic life. Because you can't afford to spend your time on issues and things that are not what you expect to achieve. For God, for yourself, for family, for society. I learn a lot from politicians. They are aggressive about what they want. They want power. They will do everything and anything to clinch power. As fleeting as it is, they will go for it. Not the children of the kingdom. We are always looking for a comfort zone. And unfortunately today the church has become a bless me club. And I won't stop saying that. We've become a bless me club. Now if you look at what we have been mandated to do. And what we are doing right now. Is a pity. No doubt. No doubt. The impact of the church is waning. We may try to argue ourselves out. But I tell you. The reality on the ground. Is that Christianity as a faith especially in our country, is losing ground. We are not winning souls. We are prostituting our faith. It is time to sow righteousness because it is the only key that unlocks the power of God. Yes, Christ has imputed to us righteousness. And that is where the problem is. That's so you call yourself a Christian, washing the blood of Jesus. Christ has imputed righteousness to you. So you step out there when you are stealing. There is, there is no difference between you and the unbeliever. So you can't have impact on anybody. Because between you and them, there is literally no difference. Apart from the fact that you call yourself, you call yourself a Christian. So we have to really take the bull by the horns. If we want something to change, the first place of change must be in ourselves. That's why God gives us his spirit because our spirit is so corrupted that God cannot, God cannot do without imparting his spirit to us. So as I said from the beginning, do right towards all men. 
begin with yourself. Extend it to your family. Husbands, the Bible says, love your wives. Has Christ loved the church? Love your wives. Has Christ church? Your wife is not a slave. Your wife is not a slave. You heard me right. Your wife is your partner, is your helpmate. And God expects you to treat her right. God expects you to respect her. God expects you to honor her. Put a smile on her face. Do something to make her feel that it is, it is worthwhile marrying you. Tell her how much she means to you. You see, sometimes we, we just slide into argument about what she's not doing right and what... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What she's not doing right has nothing to do with what you are being called to sow into her. If she doesn't have love, sow love into her. If she doesn't respect, show her respect. Now, God has given you an assignment. It doesn't include trying to change your wife. And wives, I'll come to you in a different because it cuts both ways. One of the biggest problems or challenges that we have in our relationships is when we try to change the other person. It doesn't work. You can't change a human being because you never created one. No one can change a human being. You will be frustrated. So accept your wife the way she is. Accept your husband the way he is. Don't compare her. Don't compare him to anyone. If there is something you must do because of some ways she or he exhibits that irritates you, you got to sow in prayer. Sow in prayer. Plead with the God who created her. Plead with the God who created her. Plead with the God who created him to either change the situation or give you grace to accept it. It works both ways. Sometimes we have the mentality that when I pray, God is going to just throw a, a magic wand and my spouse is immediately going to become an angel. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes God changes the heart of the person. Other times, God changes us. Because sometimes we have a problem, but we don't know. And many times we know, but we don't want to accept it. Sometimes we have a problem. We are judgmental. Our expectations are so high. Especially for those who are in bad company. Your friends will tell you what your husband or wife should be doing that he or she is not doing. And you just follow the, the lead and begin to pollute the atmosphere in your home. Let me tell you this. If you don't accept what God has given you, you will lose it. You might lose it. And that will not be God's fault. So align your thoughts with the word of God. So righteousness, right thoughts, right actions, right motivations. Get it right as far as you are concerned. It doesn't mean God is asking you to be perfect. God is insisting you pursue perfection. Because if you have your eyes on that ball, you will get involved in kicking or playing with the team. But if your eyes is not on the ball, you will even think that there is no ball on the park. That's going to be a problem. So I urge you, I encourage you, 
sow into your marriage. Sow prayer, sow serious encouragement of your, your wife, your husband, your children. Sow. Sow time. Because if you don't spend time with your family, you are destroying the very fabric of society. You can't afford to spend time. If you are a married man, for instance, you can't afford to spend more time with others than with your wife. You will never get to know each other. Some people may say, well, anytime we are together, there is a misunderstanding. Good shot. The reason there is misunderstanding may be because of the inability to stay in the fire so you are properly baked. You see, iron sharpens iron. So when there is misunderstanding and you use that as excuse to pull away from your wife or your husband and take consolation in other people or by taking consolation in, in the company of other people, you have decided not to have the problem resolved. Iron sharpens iron. You got to stay in there and work it out until it cannot be worked out. I'm not necessarily saying that every situation amounts to the same. But as for me, I'm a messenger of the word of God. And what I'm saying is, like Paul said, if it's possible, if it's possible, be at peace with all men. The reality is that if men don't want to be at peace with you, you will know it. If you have the spirit of God indwelling you, and you sincerely are submitted to the Holy Spirit. And like the scripture says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Tells you where to plant your feet and how to move. He will lead you in what decisions to take that will benefit your family. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Fathers, it is time to connect to your children. Bible says God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. But this is it. If you are not there, if you don't spend time with your children, that promise will not become a reality. Because you know what? Where is God going to use that space? Where is the, where is the opportunity when all God has is a vacuum? You are never there for your children. And when you show up, all you do is to scream at them. Tell them how hopeless they are because they mess up. And so anytime they see you, messing up becomes the norm because they panic. They drop their plate. They, they get confused. You are not a reflection of the fatherhood of Scripture. When Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I know for a fact, having preached the gospel, now I'm into my 37th year of full-time ministry. I know for a fact that there are a lot of people 
Some of them even adults who grew up without real connection with their fathers. And many times we allude to it as if it's a joke when we talk about how all-embracing and encompassing we see the celebration of Mother's Day and how really bleak Father's Day celebration is. There's something that we can change as fathers, as men. And we can only change those things within the context of our families by first and foremost sowing into our families. We need to pray for our wives. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for ourselves. And as a husband, one of my key points of prayer is, God, give me grace to understand my wife. I'm not a woman. I don't know how she thinks and and I can't pretend to be smarter than her because whatever brain is in her head was created by God. And the Bible says that every perfect gift comes from God. So I cannot rubbish her thinking. That is not godly. So I sow into her by encouraging her. I sow into my children by encouraging them. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. If there are things I don't disagree, I make my point without necessarily being abusive and showing that I'm the man of the house and I'm charged here and nobody has a brain apart from me. That's not right. That's sowing seeds of confusion. That's sowing seeds of division. What we are called to sow is righteousness. Right thoughts, right actions, attitudes that bring glory to God. We have to determine that this year is going to be a different year. We have to determine that if God is a God of peace, he must be seen through us. We must manifest peace in whatever we say, in whatever we do. And I want to plead to our young people, the language format that we use on social media, a lot of the language format that we use on social media, I'm pleading especially with those who name the name of Christ, doesn't glorify God. You can't insult an elderly man. Some of them, um, I, can, I can say some of them, at the age of your father, you cannot walk in the blessing of God. Remember one thing. We have all been young before. And we have made some of these mistakes. So I stand in the place where I can correct you. If you are a child of God. And if you are willing to be corrected. It comes with very great rewards. Let me tell you this. The concept of sowing. You throw it ahead of you. You will go and meet it. You will go and meet it. If you teach your children not to respect elderly people. It will come back to you. It will come back to you. There will come a time when you cannot help yourself. And you call for help. God forbid. And if you are not careful, they will turn their back on you. They will show you no respect. I have seen it many, many times in many, many places. Sow righteousness. Because what you sow, you will reap. If you are a pastor, you are a leader, you are unfaithful, you are using that office, to take advantage of people, you are sowing bad seed. You will reap it. You see, God, you must remember, is being here before eternity. And he will be here after we are gone. Sometimes I just encourage myself by saying, or check myself by, by reminding myself that, listen, 100 years from now, 
you will not be here. You will not be here. And you read history and it tells you all the great men and women who have lived, they have become history. Their bones are dry somewhere. All of them. All of them. So you may be the champion of today. But listen, a time is coming that when your name is mentioned, people will ask, who was that? You won't matter. You won't count. The only place of glorification is in the throne room of Christ. So Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And when the deal is done, I'll come for you. I'm waiting. I know where I am going. And I want to encourage you. Look at your family. We are talking about sowing righteousness. Pastors, look at your church. It's not meant to be a place of promiscuity. It is holy ground where soldiers are prepared to go out there and win souls. The church is not your kingdom. Jesus said, I am building my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. And saints of God, don't be fooled. Do not be fooled by the signs and miracles. Seek God. Seek truth. Pray. Pray and grow. Design the spirit behind every work or everyone claiming that is working for Christ. Right in the days of the apostles, we are told by the apostle John that deceivers have already gone out. So it's not now going to start with us. Your soul is very important. In fact, it's the most important thing God is looking for, not your body. So Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who can kill your body, but after that cannot do nothing. Why? Because where you spend eternity is more important than where you are today. Once upon a time, there were big names like Kwame Nkrumah. Today, as I speak to you, is nowhere to be found. May his soul rest in peace. But the point is this. There is only one name above every name. And at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow, including my knee and your knee. And in that name, I come to you today, pleading with you, encouraging you, challenging you. Don't let life be business as usual. Open up so God can use you to change the status quo, which is not working. Be a messenger of peace. So peace, so love, so prayer, so, 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 so. As to begin with your, your own life, extend it into your family. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just focusing on the family for today. Because Paul said, if anyone cannot take care of his own family, drop him. He cannot lead the church. You can't ignore your family and be taking care of others' family and expect that God will clap for you. So, and don't just so, but so righteousness and mercy will be your portion. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. My joy to share the word of God with you. And God willing, I'll come your way again next week. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Bye for today. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, Contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024, 0244-239024. 
Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. You're